In an effort to best support our audience members, we'd like to offer a content warning for certain themes and subject matter contained within this episode. Please check the show notes for a detailed description and timestamps, and take care of yourselves. You're listening to the Intergenerational Queer Audio Project. Presented by Kaiser Permanente's Educational Theater Program in collaboration with Oregon Children's Theater. Written by and for a diverse queer community. This is a collection of audio art. Songs, stories, poems, and reflections. This is a message to our younger selves. We ask that you listen on their behalf. Sometimes, life feels like you're in a hurricane. It feels like you're being pressured from all sides and you will never catch your breath. And then sometimes life feels like you're in the eye of a hurricane. It is not an easy time, but it's a calm we can appreciate, a time for reflection. In the eye of the hurricane, what grants me safe harbor is the connection I feel with my queer kin. These are our stories of what it felt like in the middle of the hurricane and what we've learned on the other side of the storm. We invite you to lean in and listen to our reflections. Hi, my name is Ari. I use he, him pronouns. I'm 45 years old, and this is a message to my younger self. An incomplete list of things I wish I'd known and believed about myself a long time ago and I'm still learning to wholly embrace. Number one, worrying about whether or not you're normal is a waste of energy. (laughs) You're not normal. Nobody is normal. Not even the people who hide it well. Especially not the people who hide it well. Normal is a fiction, and fiction is a great way to tell a story. But nobody wants to hear a story about normal, so you may as well spend your precious time being sincere and interesting instead of being disingenuous and boring. Moving back to Indiana for junior high, that conservative, permed, preppy school had no idea what to do with you. You were raised by New York Jew, science fiction-loving, old-school book nerds and found yourself surrounded by flag-waving suburban conservatives. Everyone called you weird. Some of them seemed mean about it, but just as many seemed a little admirational about it, too. You got sent to the principal's office for having pink hair and showing your knees in ripped jeans that, according to him, made it hard for the boys to concentrate. And that poor, underprepared soul about lost his mind when he realized you weren't even remotely interested in being held accountable for upholding that kind of creepy, child-sexualizing sexism, and you didn't care if the teachers didn't like your style any either. He was so frustrated to see that your grades were fine and you hadn't actually done anything wrong that he could act on. You mostly felt saddened that a full-grown man just lost a well-worn ideological debate with a 12-year-old. It cemented a lifelong conviction that blending in is overrated and so is trusting in the wisdom of authority figures. My name is Loki Saldivar, my pronouns are he, they, and this is my scene, remember?
Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry. You okay? I'm. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hello. Right. Uh, you don't know me. Um. Well, are you Daddy's friend? I'm sorry. Are you one of Daddy's friends? No, I'm you. From the future. Ooh, how old are you? Fifteen. Oh, that's really old. Or maybe you're really young. Mm, no. Well, wait, why are you walking outside by yourself? I'm going to the bus. But five-year-olds don't walk alone in Portland. Well, I do. Also, sorry. Um, who are Daddy's friends? The guys who come here with the big long tubes. Remember? What? They make me go in my room. It always smells bad. I bet. Yeah. But they were nice. I always played thumb wars with this guy. I always won. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. His name was Danny. He was ginormous. Remember? No. I don't really remember anything. Huh? Well, what? Loki. Who's Loki? Oh, yeah, I suppose you wouldn't know. Um, well, when you get older, you realize that you're not a girl, but that you're a boy. And you change your name to Loki. Why? Well, Loki is a shapeshifter, and we really liked the idea of always changing and being able to be who you want. I like that too! Mommy and Daddy always say that I should be myself, and Mom doesn't like it. Huh? Mom doesn't like that we're a boy now. What about Daddy? I have not talked to him in years. What happens to me and mommy and daddy? Well, they end up getting divorced. You know what that means? Yeah. And then we go to live with Tom and Ruth. Uncle Tommy and Auntie Ruth? Yeah. And their big house with an upstairs? Yep. Ooh, that's cool. Well, huh? It's not exactly the coolest. Why? The circumstances weren't the best. What were they? Well, mommy and daddy fought a lot and hurt us. Mommy and daddy never hurt us. On accident. No, they don't hurt us. Yes, they did. And do. No, 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 no. Loki, I need you to stop. Mommy and daddy are good people. Listen, stop. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so sorry. No, it's fine. I, I, I sorry. No, it's not. I yelled at you and I know for a fact you don't like that. Still don't. Do mommy and daddy stop fighting? No. They don't. It gets really bad. Like the house we went to after 
daddy hit mommy? Yes. And we live in more homeless shelters. More? Eight in total. That's a lot. Yeah. What can't you remember? I don't remember anything up until I'm seven. A lot of bad stuff must have happened. What? Well, you don't just, like, forget seven years of stuff completely. So you're saying that so much bad stuff happened that I just forgot it? I mean, do you have any friends now who forgot stuff? Yeah, but they historically have bad memories. I have a great memory. I memorized whole shows. It must be normal for this to happen. Well, maybe you were trying to be safe. What? Well, when I'm trying to be safe, I go to the bathroom. I also go sleep. I also go see people. So maybe you made yourself forget so it didn't hurt. Because it hurts now. Everything hurts. Hey, 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 it's okay. No, it's not. So my brain made me forget for safety. I don't know. I'm fine. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry for forgetting. It's okay. I forgot all about you. How is that okay? I can't even remember my own mom and dad. And they never hurt me specifically, I guess. I was just crossfire. Well, there has to be someone else who's felt like this, right? I hope so. Well, um, I'll miss you. I'll miss you too. Or maybe there's no need. Why? Because you are a part of me. Even if I can't see you or remember, you are here in my brain. Heck, this is your body. You will always be there, it's just in a filing cabinet, far away. And maybe I'll remember you one day. Maybe you will. Bye, Loki. Bye. An incomplete list of things I wish I'd known and believed about myself a long time ago. Number two, resiliency and buoyancy will take you places that are far more interesting than never messing up in the first place will. You moved to so many different places in your 20s with no real plan or contacts or money looking for a place that you could belong in. The world made things hard on you but you made things harder on yourself, too. 
All your stuff got stolen. You were basically homeless and terrified for a while. But you also learned a language, learned a beautiful dance form, learned to cook some great food, and you learned how to be happy with less. And when you got to Oregon and met your people, it was far from perfect, but you were smart enough to hold on to that and let yourself make a home. Hello, my name is Ari Chadwick-Sand. I use they, them pronouns. I am 35 years old, and this is a song I wrote called Magnetism. Lyrics and singing by me, and the music is composed and accompanied by Anna Gunderson. Anna encapsulated the tone of the lyrics beautifully, and I'm thankful for her musical collaboration. A few mentors and confidants recently pushed me to dig deeper into the meaning of my writing. I wrote this song as a result. In the eye of the hurricane, what grants me safe harbor is the connections I share with my queer kin. A special shout out goes to my fellow transgender friends and chosen family. Here's to showing our stripes. Today is the day I'm thrown back to 16. And we've got talent the world hasn't seen. Journals and binders of lands multiplied. Overflow to burst and shake the outside. I'm feeling the miles and wearing the ears. We're changing our lanes and shifting the gears. I've got a soft voice and a softer heart. Clever, you always knew it from the start. But like attracts like, and if that's the case, the thing I'd like most is to see your face. Pros at living in the in-between Sought out and bought out and at every scene We share bitter melons in our spare time And morph and split to a new paradigm I'm feeling the miles and wearing the ears We're changing our lanes and shifting the gears I've got a soft voice and a softer heart Clever, you always knew it from the start But like attracts like And if that's the case The thing I'd like most is to see your face I'm not of the faith, but it could well be Something more than luck pulled you towards me. I got a soft voice and a softer heart. Clever, you always knew it from the start. But love attracts love. And if that's the case, the thing I'd love most is to see your face. I got a soft voice and a softer heart. Clever, you always knew it from the start. But love attracts love. And if that's the case, the thing I'd love most is to see your face.
An incomplete list of things I wish I'd known. Number three. What other people tell you about yourself and how things are supposed to be is really just their own collection of acquired, subjective experiences. And other people are just as damaged and quirky as you are. You don't have to take it in unless it's helpful to you, and you certainly don't have to take it as an absolute. It's an interesting data set, but doesn't have to be more than that unless it's meaningful to you. Remember those annoying therapy sessions you hated from right before you transitioned? Where you spent all that time trying to resolve the fact that you felt like you'd be happier if you transitioned, but equated being a man to being an aggressor, cut off from feelings, that everything dominant culture said about how manhood was essentially synonymous with violence, and your therapist softly pointed out the men in your life who modeled being gentle, being nurturers, listening and laughing and loving just as wholly as anyone else. And that definition of masculinity could be a truer compass to guide you. Hello, my name is Claudia. I use the pronouns she and her. I consider myself an elder lesbian. I am 72 years old. I have been reflecting on the eye of the hurricane as it reflects my life thus far. Of course, I have experienced riding the storms of the hurricane. We all have. They are not easy times. It is not easy bearing them and getting ourselves through them so that we might get to the eye. I do believe, though, that we need to come to appreciate the calm, time for reflection, and the relief that comes with the eye. I hope that my story, the accounting of my life thus far, will help you see why I feel that way. I think I took my first adventure inside the eye of the hurricane when I was six in 1954. I was in first grade. I didn't know what it was about the teacher who taught the first grade across the hall from my class or about me that found me so in awe of that teacher. All I knew was that she was tall with dark eyes and she made my heart feel something different. My first crush on a female. You can only imagine how thrilled I was when I reached fourth grade to find that she was my teacher. I really loved that school year. Later in 1960, when I was in seventh grade, I thought the new girl in school and in my class was so pretty and she made my heart feel like that teacher had back in first grade. I then had an idea that it was odd that I liked a girl in the way that I was supposed to like boys. Another step closer to the hurricane's stormy parts. In high school, from 1962 till 1966, I was the now self-recognized lesbian and sat happily with my new girlfriend, Linda, in the eye of the hurricane. We held hands under the covers at sleepovers, 
kissed and discovered making love. All of that in hiding, of course. We knew the other girls liked boys and we were different and that our relationship would not be accepted. We were joyful in the eye though and loved until I graduated college and she had a job with an airline. We decided to tell our mothers and out of the eye and into the stormy section of the hurricane we went. Our mothers did not take it well. Her mom smashed all of her jewelry, saying that if she did not want to like boys and wanted to be a freak, she didn't need jewelry. Mine offered to pay for a psychiatrist, said not to tell my dad, and told me about when she was young and one of her girlfriends announced that she was gay and lost all of her friends and became an outcast and proceeded to say she hoped it was just a phase I was in. At this time, my love decided that the gay life was too hard and she had to leave me. Crushed, unsupported, in the midst of the storm and at my mother's plea, I jumped into the straight life looking for the eye of the hurricane. I made straight friends and eventually was proposed to, married a guy and had a beautiful daughter. Her father and I loved and adored her. This band went from 1970 until 1976. Then I came to know that I had to be true to who I and what I really was. And I jumped back into the storm. Results, life was stormy. I was outed. I lost my career and custody of my daughter. I had to find my way back into the eye of the hurricane on my own and being who I really was, gay, a lesbian, someone who loved women the way other women love men. I believed that being able to stand up to the world and be willing to ride the storm was an example to my daughter that her mother believed in herself and would make it out of hiding, stronger for having bravely faced the storms and got herself into the eye of that hurricane. And now, here I am. I am a senior lesbian, 72 years old. Sadly, I just recently lost the love of my life, Roberta. Her nickname was Robbie. She was a wonderful woman, and we shared 31 wonderful years together. I am in a bit of a storm, grieving. I do know that I will find myself back into the eye of that hurricane as she would want me to, holding on to wonderful memories and finding something every day beautiful in this world 
in this life that I have left. My daughter Lucy and I have been through all the storms and never lost each other. From the time she was born, we have had a bond. And no matter the sacrifices we had to bear, we never let those storms separate us. And we have shared so much love and that strong bond. And so to my younger and future self, I say, there will be times when you become weary from dealing with the stormy parts of the hurricane. If you need to cry, cry. Ask for help. When you gain some strength and can be, be strong. When the storms come, hold fast to your beliefs. Be brave. Believe in yourself. All the hard work getting back into the beauty and wonder of the eye is so worth it. Worth it for yourself, those you love, and for your fellow people who need to know, be who you are, be strong, and in those tough storms know that there are those who have been there before, are behind you, and support you on your journey. It is so worth it. An incomplete list of things I wish I'd known. Number four. Let yourself be uncomfortable. Breathe through it. Be curious about it. Investigate it. You can get the most stunning moments of grace when you break through the discomfort. After chest surgery, after hormones, once you started being read consistently as a man, for the longest time, you never wanted new people to know that you were trans. You told yourself that you didn't want to have to constantly explain yourself, that being out could put you at risk of anything on the spectrum of violence from being misunderstood to being physically attacked. You thought that being out as trans made your identity as a man less valid. And there's whispers of truth in all of those rationalizations, but they omit so much more than they tell. Then that summer came when you went away to a training program and while you were there, you decided maybe you didn't have to be responsible for other people's reactions to your existence. You tried out just telling your history as one part of the truth. The world didn't end. People saw you as you were and loved you for it. And you relieved yourself of that weighty burden of caring about strangers' conditional approval. My name is Cedra. I'm 26 years old. I use they, them pronouns, and this is my song.
I know you can. 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 An incomplete list, number five. You never know where you'll find the deepest solidarity until you allow it to happen. Don't assume that just because someone has a shared identity with you, that you're allies, or that people you don't have much in common with will never understand you. Some folks have all the best vocabulary to sound like they have your back, but still can't actually show up, and others will not share the same language with you at all, but can hear what you need and meet you where you are. What about that one day you were so terrified to tell your kind, sweet, hot girlfriend that you met at the Dyke March that you wanted to start hormones and you finally got the words out? You told her you were worried she wouldn't love you anymore because you knew you would get so hairy. She laughed and joked, I won't let that happen to you. And you burst out in tears, thinking she wasn't really listening to you. She just held you and talked to you until you realized that the one who wasn't really listening was you. She loved you for who you are, and being happy in your body made you more yourself. Now it's 20 years later, and she still likes to pet your fuzzy belly as we curl up to sleep at night. Thank you for listening to these reflections on The Eye of the Hurricane. Please visit our website at www.octc.org to support more programs like this one. A family resource guide can be found in the podcast description. If you need support, we have other resources for you in the description as well. And don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes. This episode was created and performed by... Ari Chadwick Sond, Claudia Craig, Cedra Morgan Montoya, Ari Rapkin, Loki Saldivar. This project was directed by Cambria Hededa. Co directed with music direction by Ash. Co directed by Marisa Sanchez and Justin Charles. Sound design and editing by Jason Rouse. <laughs>